spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish I am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable me to keep the running costs of this podcast going. Enjoy. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. Andy N. Spoken Label. Back in the house on the Monday evening. I'm knackered. I've been on training all day today in the day job, so I'm worn out. But it's always good to go and get a podcast on a Monday night. Cheer me up after a tiring day. I've got a fantastic artiste with me today. I'm not going to say writer or theatre actress, which she is both of. It's tremendous. I first came with uh, Selena Helliwell probably about two years ago now, who the powers of Instagram. And I've always wanted, one of, she's one of these sort of people today where I wanted to get her on a spoken label. And she came along and read to speak easy a couple of times recently, and I thought she blew me away. So I thought it's perfect to ask her when I meet somebody in person. So, Selena, obviously, for people who don't know you, Tell us about yourself, first of all, then. You told me already, you're from the Derry. I know we've got a long, a lot of ground to cover yeah. here. <laughs> I yeah. know you told, you told me already, you're from the Derry Whitefield area. And mm-hmm. Tell us about the, what they do into acting, then, first of all. Um, I think I always wanted to go into performing of some kind, like at school. I loved writing and performing. They were, like, my two passions. Mm. And it was just when I went to uni I I don't know I think I I was a bit scared maybe a bit too nervous to like try and go to drama school then so I went and did creative and professional writing at Nottingham Uni oh yeah yeah but I really really missed acting so I started getting Mm. into doing um a few different acting classes and going for things at the playhouse and yeah like got back into it did bits and pieces of things in 2018. I went back, actually went to drama school, did a master. Oh, wow. Yeah, in, in London. And then, yeah, moved back to Manchester in 2019 and kind of been all ago since, um, creating my own work and doing a lot of performances. You have certainly. People, if they look at your CV, they will see how much work you've actually done. Now, I've got to ask you first of all, what led you to go to Nottingham and the university then, first of all? It was it was the course. Um, they mm. it doesn't exist anymore. Like I can't <laughs> I can't really yeah I can't. It's not like I can promote it because it doesn't exist anymore. But it was mm. yeah it was creative and professional writing. 
Um, so it was like both sides, like there was like sort of like advertising, editing, journalism, and then there was like the more creative side, short stories, novels, poetry, um, like did some spoken word in it as well and, and playwriting and screenwriting. There was just loads of elements of writing and I, I just knew that I was passionate about writing. I think I had more of a, a leaning towards novel writing back then, whereas obviously mm. I've moved more into theatre as my, my theatre acting has developed as well mm. um but yeah just because there was so many elements to the course that I was interested in it's what drew me there no yeah, that's fair enough fair play to you I know when I did my degree I, I, my degree is actually in creative writing and acting I did mine at Bolton University oh, cool. yeah, yeah. A, f- a few years ago to put it nicely yeah <laughs> but I don't I don't act anymore now the only time I act is unless I've been a drama queen but I don't guess quite well, not what you do <laughs> Kind of do with your spoken word, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think it is because yeah, I know what you mean with that. Seriously. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. then you said 2018, you went to your masters in London, didn't you? So, yes, yeah. tell us about, about that that experience. Then, first of all, then, because obviously that would give you you would have started acting in London itself, wouldn't you? And before you came back to Manchester, so. Yeah. Well, just before I actually went to drama school in the summer of 2018 I wrote and produced and acted in my fir- my very first play um it was just the one act version of it I ended up developing it while I was at drama school and it was on again in 2019 but I think that like it went down so well and it got it got shortlisted for a couple of awards which it ended up winning one um and I think that gave me so, like so much confidence and I don't know like I I had a lot more belief in myself, I think, by the time I actually went to London. And I mean, drama school is really hard, especially like a master's, because it's basically all the same work as the BA, but just crammed into one year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's basically like a caffeine addict while I was there. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember Amanda did. Um, she did a creative writing one. She did on the, on the master's. Yeah. And I remember what that did to her. It does it it gets it's real pressure that's for sure yeah definitely yeah but yeah there was I had some amazing experiences performed in some amazing theatres in London and some of the directors I worked with were fantastic and yeah yeah if people look at your CV see obviously like I said I know you did so you you were in at least one play weren't you at I'm trying to to make sure I read this correctly now which is the Rose Theatre which is in Soho is that correct and I've got I've been there as well Oh, it was no, it was. Um, it, I was playing the part of a character called Rose. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. shit for that's shit for brain <laughs> reading things wrong. Then that's all because it's no, it's the way he's set out on the, on the people look at the mandy.com website where he's got you down his yeah, carriage yeah, like yeah. jazz theater and stuff. And I'm thinking, I wasn't sure there was a second yeah. reading it <laughs> or Rose Theater, yeah, so. yeah. So that was part of the um, new writing um, section of my master's that I did. Um, yeah, we did um, plays by like up and coming playwrights and like new like people like who had written like experimental pieces and stuff. We did it at the Soho Theatre. Um, at the it was called the New Writers Lab. Mm. Um, yeah, that was really good. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that's also sort of been I said been a massive experience straight away. And I know obviously mm. I'm ju- well, come on. I thought I was going to ask you about your Brighton Fringe experience, but we'll come on to that in a moment because I want to try and okay. give you some kind of some kind of logical order, which my brain is yeah. not always not always the best way. That so, 
Well, I said, if people also, I said, you have done a lot of work, you have straight away with it. Now, obviously, when you came back to Manchester, then obviously, we'll, we'll concentrate that way then. I know you've, you've been okay. quite a bit since, since, haven't you? Then you come back to Manchester. So, so tell us about your journey then, because obviously, like, people go to see one of your shows, and I've seen enough, I've, I know enough about them to know, like, it's, you don't just stick to one sort of idea, do you? You're expressing yourself all the time with it, I think, and changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, since since I've come back from London, do you mean? Yeah, from London, my brain's not here. Sorry, I've had a long day today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, um, well, I've done, like I mentioned before, I'd done my mm. first play, a one-act version of it, Burnout, and I developed that into actually two acts that expanded on it. And when I came back after I graduated, I was immediately doing that, like working on that. Um, so that was on at the King's Arms in Salford yeah. in 2019. Yeah. And um, I did another play at the King's Arms around the same time as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. I was working on Burnout. Um, I wrote a play, a two-hander um, for me and my, my friend and amazing actress, um, Mary Taylor. and that was meant to be on in 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah, it got, um, it got delayed. That's the best way yeah, it. well, it got delayed. And then in 2021, we ended up making it into a digital production instead. Mm. Um, but that, that went down really well. Yeah, that's, is that, well, that's through solid, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why yeah. I think I first came across you, really. So when I found yeah, your Instagram, yeah. you were talking about that a lot at the time. But I was like, yeah. a few of the other plays I've known you for are more like one-handers, really, I suppose. But Tell us about then, obviously, writing for two people. Like, that's a different ballgame altogether, I think. Um, I, well, I don't know, really. It was kind of the, the idea just came to me. Like, I, I had thought I would love to work on something just, just me and Mary because we'd always been... A lot of people had always commented on the, the kind of stage chemistry that we had. Mm. And then I just I just got this idea of a play <clears> that it, it's, it's set at one pub and it goes over the course of a lot of years and these two girls who are like close friends and then the years pass and their friendship and their dynamic changes. Um, and I just, I don't know, I found the idea of like time passing really interesting. And I think because it, it I kind of wrote it as like a friendship rom-com, I guess, like a, <laughs> a fr friend com, like that's like how I, yeah, oh, I wanted wow. it to be a, a love story, but about friendship yeah yeah i like the word friend friend commerce that's nice way <laughs> putting it that definitely but like i said it's yeah. um obviously after then i know we're at the moment obviously you you you've been doing another play which has been on tour haven't you lizzie boone yes yes so... i know no no rest of the wicked you definitely so <laughs> i know never i don't know i need to give myself some rest i think <laughs> it's all my doing as well so um uh, but i know lizzie boone that one you took on tour didn't you as well so yeah, so I actually, I wrote that one in the first lockdown. Um, yeah, just, I guess, I don't know, I guess I was inspired. I was inspired to write a one-woman show in lockdown because I was locked down on my own. So I was like, well, it's just me. I could write a show for just me. And um, yeah, just the ideas were, were flowing. And I think I was a lot more, I think most people are similar. I was a lot more creative and inspired in the first lockdown. By lockdown three, like I didn't. I was like sick of it then. Didn't really have as yeah. many creative juices. I think we um, all were by that stage, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then so that debuted 
last year at the Manchester Fringe Festival, last September at the Anthony Burgess <coughs> Foundation. And then I took it to London in December, the Hen and Chickens. It then went to Brighton Fringe in May, Buxton Fringe in July, and the Refract Festival in Sale. And then it was just on at the King's Arms, um, not this Saturday, just gone the one before, and it's in Wigan and Halifax. It was meant to be in Wigan and Halifax in September, but it got cancelled and rescheduled for next March. So, yeah, oh, still so, going with it. Oh, but I mean, still running, running, <laughs> running ahead of it, aren't you? So, I mean, yeah. probably, probably you'd just be thinking, great, I can wind it down now, move on to the next project. <laughs> yeah, I know, but oh. you know. How these things happen. But. Oh, no. I've got one to ask you about your experience in Brighton Fringe because I've got friends down Brighton and mm-hmm. I've got some really long standing friends in Brighton, don't you? And they've I've been yeah. to watch a few shows at the Brighton Fringe over the years. So, yeah. Oh, how was the Brighton Fringe? I think, it's, I think it's brilliant down there. I really do. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. The audiences were fantastic as well, really like involved in the story. Like, um, like in, in Brighton, I think, was like my most sort of the, the the audience just like would say things out loud like about the play like not just talking to each other but like mm. and it but I really liked it because it was like I knew they were like really into it um yeah it was really great it was really great and there was like I think there was a few like like tv celebrities as well that were like watching shows at the Brighton Fringe at the time I know um my, Michael Maloney, I think he's called, came to oh, see yeah. the formidable. He came to see the oh. formidable Lizzie Boone. Yeah, so that was good. Cool. Yeah, brilliant. Now, obviously, if people are wondering about this play. Obviously, next March we're planning ahead a bit. Is really with us. I know mm. you, but you do you do a lot not straightforward tricks as you do between tricks as we do. I know you do voiceovers, don't you? It's obviously like it's not just a straightforward play production. What you're doing there. Because oh, yeah. I need all kinds of tricks. Give us a few hints, and you don't have to tell, tell us everything, do you? So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> in um, yeah, in the formidable Lizzie Bean. So it's set mainly in a therapist's office, but it kind of flashes back through this woman's life, Lizzie's life. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of dark humour in it, and there's like I've got a wonderful voiceover actress who does the voice of the therapist, and then like various other voice actors that like play different people that she encountered and I'm I'm a voice actor in it at one point as well I'm like one of my own bullies excellent um yeah and there's loads loads of sound effects um as well it's it's quite a tech heavy piece I'm always like the technician like I'm sorry you have to like press the sound button so many times but oh yeah yeah, no no it's good I'm always believing plays you've got to push as many buttons as you can really (laughs) And you yeah. literally, you literally do, right? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Um, now, and there's burlesque in it as well as the burlesque um, sequence in it. So that went down really well at Brighton as well. They're quite a big burlesque. Oh, yeah, they are, around, they are yeah. around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so um, where do you, what made you want to bring burlesque into the play then? Um, well, I, I got really into burlesque. I started doing burlesque classes like end of 2019, early 2020. Hmm. So I guess it was like something I'd really fallen in love with at the same time as I was writing the play. So it was just like two things that I felt passionately about. They just kind of came together really nicely. Yeah, I think it's great. Eh? To be honest with you. As I said, yeah. it's, I think it's really, I think I'm always believing mixing mediums together. And I've, yeah. I've been to, I've never seen a play yet that has a burlesque section in it. I know you do it because I've seen all the pictures on <laughs> your Instagram yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why, but no, it's, it's, I think it's a real challenge. It's an excellent idea. So now, 
bringing right up to date, obviously, because I want to talk to you about your poetry next, because obviously before we come on to what's going on next, and we'll do that at the end. Because I know mm-hmm. you, the, the three, three times you've read at Speakeasy now, I know you've been reading your, your poetry out. So, so yes. yeah, tell us about the difference in writing poetry then for you then to actually doing your plays, because I've done both and I know it's completely different. I want to hear how you do it, how you feel. Um, oh, interesting. I think with poetry, a lot of the time for me, I'm, I think there's a lot more like, it's more like just straightforward emotion that I pour into poetry. Whereas when I'm writing theatre, it's like, you know, there's emotion there, but there's also like, it's very carefully crafted story. And I'm usually trying to bring like a message about something usually like mental health or like mm. female empowerment or something like that so there's there's loads of different threads whereas with poetry I feel like I can just I feel something I want to express it and I kind of just throw it onto the page and then I like and then I start to chisel it down and make it into something a bit prettier but to start yeah. with it's usually kind of like yeah <laughs> I think when you're doing longer pieces sometimes and I know this guy I've got several bits longer pieces wrote you could hide things more I think when it's poetry sometimes you're right it's warts and all in it because of the length sometimes yeah 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 definitely now i want to obviously that to start wrapping up a bit a bit i want to give you a chance to read out a fair few things for us today if you've got a chance that's i want to talk about what you've got coming up next because obviously i know you've got uh, we both said this already you've got a play also a production i use the word production actually coming up in december actually first of all haven't you so over yeah. it. So tell us about that. I'll let you give us all the exclusive and that then, right? Yeah. Um, so on the 10th of December, um, it's a cabaret sort of variety night. I produced my first one um, on the 20th of August at the King's Arms. The next one's going to be at the King's Arms as well. And yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just a, a sort of cabaret variety night. It's a mixture of um, burlesque music and spoken word. Um, it's all female, um, sort of the vi- the like theme of the night is female empowerment. Kind of, well, the theme loosely is Vixen, because it's Ember and mm. the Vixens, but it's really, it's about female empowerment and women supporting women. And um, that's kind of the, the, the loose theme of it. And yeah, it's just, the, yeah, the, it, it, it made me feel amazing last time, like watching it, because, oh my God, the, <laughs> the amount of work that goes into creating a full cabaret was so stressful but then when I actually saw it unfold I was like wow yeah I want to do this again oh yeah and I can't blame yourself like I said for like I'm reading up on it I was reading up before and obviously on the ticket pages for this and it is you've got quite an interesting feel for when it's going completely so and like I said it would be like so was it that sort of me trying to get this together was it did you know what direction this was going to go straight from the beginning with the acts you wanted and everything else really um yeah I, I yeah I kind of did like maybe not all the specific acts but I, I I knew I definitely wanted to do create something where it was it did have burlesque music and spoken word in it because I just thought they would go really well together and like a couple of people I remember when I first was telling people I was like yeah, I'm, I'm putting on this night and they'd be like what burlesque and poetry but then when you actually saw saw it all together it really did work like it just yeah 
it was a really good sort of mix of different things. Cool. Now, is there any hint you can give us about what you're going to be doing during this this night? Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll be doing two burlesque acts. One of them um, is a bit more fun, a, a few more props and some cool things that I won't give too much away. And then one's going to be like a, a sort of Christmassy, more like classic burlesque act oh, that cool. I'm going to create specifically for the festive period. <laughs> <laughs> got to be done so brilliant well, good luck with our show definitely now obviously beyond that then obviously this podcast we're going out mm-hmm. just before that now do you have much plans what you're looking at going into 2023 at the moment um okay i know he's well, we're actually people wondering we're recording it's at the end of october so like i'm putting yeah. selena right on the cuff here <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm not sure at the moment i mean um me and um jazz music from 2b productions we're doing a show next month at the fitzgerald called lost in tib street which is kind of a fusion of was, um burlesque and jazz music i've just saw kind of a just, bit of a show i was looking yeah. at the poster of that before because obviously it's one of those ones where it was difficult for me to ask you about that because obviously this podcast goes out after that yeah but, well we that will be the the night that it's on but depending how it goes i think we are hoping to take it to more places um, so possibly that will be something that I'll be working on in 2023. Um, yeah, and I've I've got a workshop that I'm doing uh, for the Young Collective at the Royal Exchange on how to produce your own work. Um, so I think I think I do want to do a, like lead a few more workshops as well, and I don't know, <laughs> fight the imposter syndrome and pass on my knowledge. I guess. <laughs> like, well, I think obviously if you're planning things for next year, then my philosophy is. Have a few glasses of wine over Christmas and see what <laughs> see what it produces. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no, definitely not. Now, obviously, I'm going to have to ask you, and we'll let you do the plug to wrap up this bit. Anyway, so if people want to get told the tickets then for Amber and Amber and the Vixens, where did they go to get the tickets first of all? Where to get the ticket? Yeah, where to get tickets from? Yes. Um, so I think they're on Fat, Fat Soma, but you can find the ticket link through the King's Arms website. And um, I think tomorrow they'll, oh, well, by the time you're listening to this podcast, they'll be, um, yeah, they'll be up on my link tree as well. So if you go on Selena Hello Productions on the Facebook, Instagram, or just Selena Hello on Twitter, you'll, my link tree is there and you'll be able to find the ticket link. Brilliant. I also know you're on Instagram as well, aren't you? So also... If people yes. want to track you on Instagram, I'll let you tell them how they can find you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's Selena H Productions on Instagram. Brilliant. Okie dokie. That sounds good to me. So what we'll do, we'll wrap up this part, Selena. We'll mm-hmm. make you get composed and you'll read out of your extracts for us in the second half. Yeah, no problem. Hang on, everybody. It's been great to say thank you, Selena, for this. Much appreciated. Thank you. See you all in a minute. Spoken me. Hi, guys. Yes, Andy N. Fantastic. Selena Helliway. Straight over to Selena now. She's going to do some few bits and pieces for us. And this is great, great now because I, I don't actually know what she's going to do. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm rewatching extract with my own, my own show here. So over to you, over to you, Selena. Yeah, um, I'm going to start with a piece that's from uh, Lost in Tib Street that will have debuted at the Fitzgerald. Um, yeah, I'll just go ahead and read it. We're drinking wine, caught up in laughter static. You're charming, shiny, charismatic. We play our parts, the boss and burlesque role, but when it's us alone, I bear my soul. I chased you like a wide-eyed feline. You saw me and you made a beeline, professional and distanced. 
we can't keep our distance. We're tangled together in golden swine. You're like a drug, but no drug is as good. I'd rather get high off you than get high. You're a hit of something, an elation flood. I'd rather kiss you than float or fly. I saw you staring, I licked my paws. You give me a taste of creme de flaws. I'm just a mouse, your cat eyes bound. A kiss so close, threads tightly wound. You're like a drug, but no drug is as good. You take away my sense of what is right. You're a hit of something, a euphoric flood. I'd rather be blind than see another light. You're perfect, you're handsome. My love, you're the best. I trip and fall down your spiral steps. There's no rail to hold and I really don't care. If you fall too, I'll meet you there. I chased you like a wide-eyed feline. You saw me and you made a beeline. Professional and distance. We can't keep our distance. We're tangled together in golden twine. Fantastic, great start that one indeed. So it's a really quite it's quite an evocative piece, actually. That one. I mean, really, 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 really engaging. Fantastic. Okay. Do you want to give us another? Would you like to give us another piece? Yeah, sure. Um, so this is a poem I wrote called Why Do You Make It So Difficult to Love You? You're difficult, my love an infuriating, intoxicating fireball of person, twisting together the kill and the kiss. You always felt like a burden, didn't you, Little Miss? Little Miss Pokemon dealing cards like cocaine, screaming for consistency, confusing love with pain. Little Miss house party, spinning with your Lamborghini, tequila tangled tangents, alcohol bubble wrap made you greedy. You poured love into inconsistence, avoidance and straight up pricks because that's the love you were used to, love you wanted desperately to fix. You worked so hard, your talent grew, applause and compliment gave you kicks. Kicks from, your acting was amazing, from, break a leg, good luck. Kicks from, you're so sexy, from, I like you, can we fuck? But these kicks get you naked, not just in body, but in mind, showing pieces of your soul to those who won't always be kind. Too many women write one-woman shows. The men perform better, that's just how it goes. I like you, just not enough, what can I say? You're not marriage material, but can I get a shag anyway? At first it consumed and drowned you, caused you to offer up pounds and pounds of flesh, but time and shock and self-inspection triggered a reset and refresh. You're difficult, my love. An intimidating, intriguing wild fox of a woman weaving together the bliss and abyss. You're starting to feel at ease and at one, aren't you, grown-up miss? Miss Vixen showing skin, swaying, seducing on stage, finally feeling fused with your flesh and the words you breathe onto the page. Miss Ha, you're right in your dreams, mate. Being whoever you want you to be, letting past shame and insecurity slide away and dissipate. I wasn't not good enough, I was too good. I'm sure you'd take me there if you could. It's your loss if you can't see my worth. My art is why I'm on this earth. Now you're showing off, don't take it too far, don't truly become him. Just take a piece of all of them and keep them under your skin. The parts of them that fuel your fire, that pour light into your sky. And when the scars are made again, they'll heal fast and you will fly. You drive me almost crazy. You'd rather have fun than have a baby. You think too much, you send too long texts. You've actually cried whilst having sex. You're impatient and you burn yourself to the ground, but you're not so insecure now with this you you found. And the best night of your life, when you lit it all up, it came tumbling down and I had to clean up. You're difficult, my love. An infuriating, intoxicating firecracker of a person twisting the kill into a kiss and you'll never be a burden. Do you hear me, miss? 
you don't make it difficult to love you it's just difficult to love everyone has their own brand of difficult and not everyone shines from up above fantastic absolutely but i've heard you do that piece before at speakeasy yeah, and yeah. i remember that well at the time because when you did that one i remember turning on telling commander i thought we were going to said that's been the best piece in the night so far and, it, and it, there wasn't a better piece and that came out oh. of the night actually no it's because this i think your shows in that piece and did the further the third piece is great before it but this poem showed your real theatrical background there as well it did because it had that sort of it was like a monologue, wasn't it? So it done yeah. a poetic form, really. So that's why. Not going to ask you about the content of it, because that's not to do with me. <laughs> but yeah. no, no, but it's like, do you find when you're writing poetry sometimes that, and you get on stage to read them, you automatically go into your, your theatre zone, don't you, sometimes, I think, automatically? Yeah, yeah. I think when I get onto a, a stage, there's a certain persona that you kind of, I don't know, you just kind of wear, because you're there, you're performing, and it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Does it for me off time? Like when I'm going, whatever time I go, whenever I go on stage now, because I'm re I'm a retired actor, like I said, but what I do yeah. is I automatically go into the performance zone myself whenever I'm doing it, whether the mm -hmm. pieces are about me or they're complete out and out lies, which <laughs> does happen sometimes. And I've had people go, I'm sure you've had this before now when you've done short pieces, people said to you afterwards, Oh, I can really relate to that. And you're stood there thinking, that piece is an out and out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah, but yeah. you know, fantastic. Do you want to give us one more piece to wrap up then with Selena's today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you? Thank you. Yeah, I'll just do a little bit from, um, I've got a monologue due to be published in um, the Indivisible Anthology by Commonware Publishing House. So I'm just going to do the first couple of bits of that. I was gonna kill myself when I was 16. Funny that, isn't it? When everyone else was comparing eyeliner flicks and how many boys they kissed, I was like, overdose or noose. I didn't, obviously, and I'm glad. I'd have missed so much. Like everyone loves avocados now and being ginger is actually kind of hot these days. And you don't actually have to be friends with people who treat you like shit. Who'd have thought? You can just cut them out of your life with your metaphorical scissors. And alcohol tastes good too. There's more than just four quid wine and a bottle of cheap cider to choose from. I'd never have known that if I'd snuffed it, would I? You caught me out then. <laughs> <laughs> you completely caught me out then. Sorry for the viewers then. I thought I, when the Selena meant a few paragraphs, I thought you I didn't think literally meant you meant a few paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you'll have to you'll have to get the anthology. So. Yeah. When is the anthology out then? Go on, give us a plug on that as well. Like, I didn't know about that. Um, so I'm reading from it on the 5th of November and then it, it is due out um in November, so it should be out by the time this book happens. Oh brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. now, is that something you think you can actually perform then properly again as a as an act leading into another play or something or um oh, I've not I've not really thought about that, but possibly, yeah. I you know, it know. was it was really vivid, certainly. So that, <laughs> that one, I'm not going to ask. Obviously, about was that you? Were, were you like that at 16? Or <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely I'm... not based on me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Was the piece I wrote about myself, and I was supposed when I was 16. Uh, you know, different, different being all together. So 
Anyway, Selena, yeah, yeah. it's been tremendous today. So thank you very much for today. I've really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, so. thank you. Hang around. I need to ask you a couple of quick questions before we wrap up. But thank you again. Okay. So. And I hopefully I'll see you. you at speak. Hopefully see you at Speakeasy again soon as well. So you're always welcome. So. <laughs> well, thank you. But anyway, guys and girls, that's it for today for another episode of Spoken Label. And also Don Callis over at Impact Wrestling says, stay safe and stay over. And we will see you all next time. Spoken Label.